0: There we go, all right. Um, hi everybody. I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland. And today I am joined by my buddy Sean, um, and we are going to talk about a couple of different things. I think we're going to talk a little bit about um, what games Sean has
1: been been playing in, or are you running
0: things currently?
1: Sadly, no, no, no um, nothing. No, I'm, I'm itching. I know it's. Uh, I'm. I'm adding a lot of. I've been adding games to play in. Which is you know helps, but then I realize I need to run something like that's you know part of it is just you know gotta yeah. run something.
0: Yeah, um, and then you've got you've got some fairly substantial gaming plans for this this coming week and the weekend, and we'll probably talk a little bit about that. And um, and then the big thing, I got a request to talk about um, Conan Two D Twenty. Sean and I, well, I am running and Sean is playing in the Conan Two D Twenty game on Wednesday afternoons or I guess technically Wednesday late morning for you because you're mm-hmm. Pacific time. Um, right. And the uh, said Conan game has sparked a really interesting um, rules examination related to sorcery in particular. And mm-hmm. I had a request to talk about that kind of process of rules examination and close reading and um, detailed interpretation and... And, um, probably talk at least a little bit about where we landed on the sorcery Conan 2D20 in terms of how people should actually play it because it is,... Um, it is somewhat unclear, at least to some mm. people, exactly mm-hmm. how it should be played. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and therefore maybe adding our voices to the mix would uh, not be, unwarranted in terms of uh trying to clear that up for people so um let's get into it what uh what games are you playing in the present time sean
1: well you have uh you have surgically caught me at probably my uh my heaviest gaming week of the year as far as sessions Mm -hmm. um so well done i uh playing on uh so tuesday last night I played, uh, Savage Worlds Hell on Earth. Um, that's with a group that, uh, we've been playing, um, on World 20 for years and we switch very roughly about every quarter, um, GMs and games. hmm Um, and in fact, just before Hell on Earth, I was running Conan, which we'll get to later. But, um, um, and then on, uh, tonight I usually play Invisible Sun. Mm-hmm. That's been going on. That, that was an in-person game until the, uh tell quarantine so and we moved it online we're still doing it online uh that started in uh third quarter 2018 so that's been going on a while
0: yeah long long term game yep
1: um and and also crazily is all these games are weekly now like weekly <laughs> used to be like you know super aggressive or at least in my life you know mm-hmm. and uh now it's like it's weekly or go home like everything's weekly so uh yeah. so all these are weekly uh, and then started playing with you. Uh, we're on our second session just today of uh, Conan adventures in an age undreamed of. Um, I'm sorry. So that was this morning. And then tonight invisible sun usually. And then Friday um, it's kind of an offshoot of the Tuesday group. Uh, we're playing this guy's homebrew. That's been every Friday for a while now. Um, and, uh, and that, that's, that's the normal lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, this week I'll be playing a couple games at, at the uh, UK Game Expo uh, virtual con. Um, I'll be playing uh, Tremulous mm-hmm. and a session of Swords of the Serpentine. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, it's a it's a very high number of sessions. I mean that's that's normal for Kevin and, and probably you, <laughs> but that's pretty that's, high for me.
0: Well, I don't know about that. That's probably above average for for most yeah. of us. Yeah, Although. Yeah. I don't know, at this point, it's getting, the average is rising, shall we say. Right, right. Um, Especially when nobody can do anything, like, in the evening. So it's really easy to say, hey, do you want to get into a game? Because nobody can say, oh, I have to, you know, go out for date night or something like that. (laughs) Nobody's doing that. Right. Um. All right. So, um let's talk let's talk Conan 2d20. Let's and let's start by talking about the campaign that you ran. So, what did what did you run for people?
1: So So as I said, you know, and I really like this format. Um in fact, you were part of a format like this on Sundays while that was going. Um, you know, we finished with Cult. Um mm-hmm. you know, several sessions of Cult, but that, you know, we'd we didn't we weren't in that we weren't in that um Really, officially in that scheme for long, but that notion, you know, we were for a, for a short period there, we were playing every quarter uh, a game with Kevin running every, every all games. But, um, mm-hmm. and I, I really like that, uh, I really like that, um, that scheme, um, because you know you're going to get to run games, but you get to try a lot, you get to try a lot of games, and uh, it just keeps it fresh, you know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I heard you say the other day, uh, I think it was on your podcast that you said you're a little more of a sprinter than a marathoner. And so this, I think it would appeal to you in that sense a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, I it, it definitely appealed to me when we were uh, doing that on the, the bi-weekly Sundays group. Um, We did, what did we do? We did Star Trek for a little while, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we did one session of 2D20 Infinity, mm-hmm. and we did some Cult... Mm-hmm. And we did some Zweihander. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that we did in that period.
1: Definitely more than that, but it's uh GURPS.
0: GURPS we did. Uh yes.
1: I missed all the GURPS, but I know you guys did GURPS.
0: Yeah, we did we did uh I think it was only the one session of GURPS, but it was a it was a good session of GURPS.
1: I record all my games. So I'm looking at that list right now and to pick out Kevin's. I mean, I, you know, it, but yeah, we kept, Um, it was a good, you know, yeah. solid, solid lineup. I was very happy. And then when he suggested, uh, you know, it was bittersweet because he suggested at the end there, we, we just switched to this format, which I'm pretty happy about, you know, like, Oh, cool. You know, I like. it. I mean, we were kind of already doing that, but I mean, it was official yeah. and we're going to play for, and I'd prefer to play for a quarter rather than like two or three sessions. I mean, that'd be my mm-hmm. preference. And and then he goes, well, what about like cult with Dracula dossier? And I went, whoa! I mean, I was like, that's so right in my wheelhouse. It was like <laughs> weird, you know. I'm like, that's like eerie, <laughs> like you know. If you could have given me any choice, I would have played that maybe um, to try that out because I've been I've been thinking about what system to use Dracula dossier to run D- Dracula dossier for really years. It's kind of a white whale, and so and I cult also on my list, you know, for a while. So anyway, I was super psyched. And then, you know, obviously a little disappointed when it didn't, we couldn't uh, finish it up, but, yeah, but uh, very cool.
0: Yeah, it was a good, it was a good, uh, that cult game was fun. a little bit of uh, with, with James having his kind of personal oh, yeah, life yeah, issues, yeah. that, that was a bit of a splinter. And then obviously yeah. that was right around the time that the yes. the plague started up. And then we had to kind of rework everything. Everybody mm-hmm. had to rework everything in their whole life, including right. gaming. So, right. um, a bit of, a bit of a change there. Um, but yeah, so what was, what was your Conan campaign? Oh, sorry. Beyond, I got track. Um, quarterly. Yeah. Thing.
1: Good, what, good, what good job. What did you actually run for them? Keep me on track. Um, <clears throat> so I ran, um, pit of Kutalu mm-hmm and it was, it was positive and negative. So I got, I got attracted to the fact that um, I got attracted to the fact that I thought there were a couple of battles in there uh, that were very attractive that I thought would be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's a major, a fairly major, there's not that many Conan adventures published by Modiphius. They haven't really they haven't really pumped those out. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the one book of adventures, the one big major, you know, jewel of the earth book of adventures, yeah. and then they've got you know ones in the back of the book and you know a little here and there. That was a free RPG day adventure. Um,
0: yeah, but they're not. They're they're more focused on the the world source books than the adventure yeah. books.
1: Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So so I thought you know I thought um, there were aspects of it that I I thought would be good. What I didn't take into account the negative of it was I think is that adventure is very linear. So, um, and I think that on a short term basis, it's fine. So particularly, let's say you're going to run it for one session, which would be rushed for sure. But, you know, let's say you're going to get into one session. I don't, no, one's going to pay any attention to how linear it is. You know, you just drive that train. We got four hours here, folks, you know, on we go, you know, everyone's fine with some, with some healthy railroading in a single session. You know, we got, we, we yeah. got places to be here and even two sessions, you know, whatever you got to, you know, you let people know what to expect. It's going to last a couple sessions and the thing's pretty linear. It's fine. I, I wouldn't even blink at that. However this was a different situation. We're playing for a quarter, you know, so I'm not, I'd have to count the number of sessions, but you know, it's probably like 15 or something. That's way too long for a linear adventure. So we had a lot of fun. It was their first Conan. It was the first time I ran Conan. So I have a lot of positives about it, but I will put out there that it was, it was really the wrong adventure. I wouldn't have picked the same adventure for how long we played it. Um, It needed to be, have far more choices, plot choices um, than pit of Kutalu does but but the, those two battles were fantastic i will say so i mean that was a, a reasonable call by me they they went they were really fun um the two ones that you're bound to have in that adventure um so so it was really good um it was a good experience like i um, um there's a lot of combat in that adventure too and so it was a um there wasn't enough there wasn't enough. Um, in, 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 uh, interaction type scenes, but man, you know, we got a big dose of Conan combat. So I felt like, you know, I, I, uh, I gave me a chance to grok the rules and, um, you know, it's probably even better that no one had ever played before because, you know, you got to teach it. You gotta, you gotta get in there. You know, if you can't explain it, you know, to, to know it, to explain it, you gotta know it. Yeah. And, And I was just holding everybody's hand the whole time, not the whole time, but you know, for a significant amount of time, um, and I think the game's got a lot of positives in the uh, given that the core mechanic has some plates in the air, but but once you get that core mechanic down, it pretty much does everything. You know, mm-hmm. so you're good to go. You know, you've got a really nice structure for a dynamic situation, which which gives all players all sorts of options, and it's just intriguing. There's just stuff going on, and that and that's good for everything. So once you got that down, no matter what they're doing, you use that. You know, you use that core mechanic. So so I think that's a positive. I mean, there's definitely a learning curve to the core. But once, you know, once you really sink your teeth into it, you're ready. You know, no matter what they're doing, you're ready. You know, that you use the same thing pretty much for, mm-hmm. for I mean, sorcery, as we'll discuss, is a little bit of an offshoot. It's very similar. There, you know, there's a few, there's some differences that, you know, you and I are going to talk about. But, mm-hmm. but pretty much besides sorcery and even including that just to a decent standpoint, um, you know, you just need to learn that one somewhat fairly complex mechanic and then you're good. Um, yeah. Really, really
0: well. yeah, once you understand the kind of core concept of the the task resolution of D20s versus difficulty and then the way that momentum interacts with that and yep. the way that effects interact with that, you've you got it pretty much down. Right. It's it's just it's it's a couple of steps to every piece. Right. right? And uh yeah, but yeah, it's a uh I really like the game Conan 2d20 it's um me too it's uh uh very fun are you um or were you before the game a big fan of the the Howard short stories
1: yeah I grew up on them um Uh so definitely a big fan I can't say I was you know doing much with it in the meantime you know (laughs) but uh but I read all of them you know as a kid and loved them uh for sure uh so good and um which definitely feeds into, I mean, I think it's a, it's a really solid game and there's a, you know, a giant chunk of nostalgia for sure for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the world. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a total, I'm, I'm an easy mark for that, that, you know, I'm right in that I'm right there. Uh, and I think the mechanic, I mean, I like it. I like the, um, I like the mechanics. Um, I think it'd be real interesting. We we were kind of right there with that, with when I was running it, We were really just right at the point, or at least had been there maybe for some players had been there a little bit for a little while, but um, where everyone kind of grokked it, you know, where I didn't have to say as much, you know, I didn't have to say, uh, you know, because I was, you know, I was very, I told them I'm going to be really repetitive, you know, and, um, you know, check your talents. Do you want to spend a fortune point, create an opportunity, you know, don't forget this, you know, that kind of thing. And we were right there where everyone was kind of on the cusp of like you know just doing it you know which was cool and then we stopped <laughs> you know then it was yeah. over but uh but but it was good you know it was a good it was really it was a good first experience it was really good yeah so um
0: and then we get to um arlen's game of yeah. of conan on wednesdays so um mm-hmm. for for listeners who do not know um, my buddy, Che Webster, who uh, has the podcast Roleplay Rescue, which is a great, great podcast that I call into all the time too much because um, it's, uh, it's also on Anchor. Um, he and I had been talking about um, more kind of uh, narrativist play in the, the kind of GNS triangle gamist, narrativist, and simulationist. Um, Because he is very much in the kind of simulationist and gamist camps generally. At least he thinks he is. Mm -hmm. um, And is less interested in the idea of like RPGs as um, narrative emulation or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am very much into that. Um, Mm -hmm. So we had sort of talked about that. And I had mentioned Conan 2D20 and how well I thought it worked for for telling stories that... um, fit the Howardian model and um, he said oh well I like Conan 2D20 maybe maybe you should uh, run us some Conan 2D20 and and we'll see what this whole thing is about um, and that turned into for those of you who don't know um, Che is actually a, a school teacher um, so he is off for the summer for a couple more mm-hmm. weeks now um, so he can play, play RPGs with us despite being in the UK he can stay up in the evening and uh, play in our afternoon time and so then i i put out a call on a couple discords and um i got you and steve both uh answered the call to play some conan 2d20 and that was great because i I wanted only three players Mm -hmm. um you can definitely run conan with more players but it is i think complicated enough that Mm -hmm. um and characters are powerful right mm-hmm. in conan you don't it's not like some games where you need a big party to get anything done
1: mm-hmm. um no i agree and in, in fact um <clears throat> when i when i ran it we had 5 because yeah. the group was already together yep. and that was definitely a factor i would not i would not run it with 5 yep. um i would i would have a 4 cap um and i think 3 is solid
0: yeah i think i think 3 has worked really well for our um mm-hmm. our very short um Not quite a one-shot, but not quite a full campaign, because we're only... So, um, what we did was we did one session zero, and the plan was to have five total sessions. So a session zero, and then four sessions of gameplay. Um, I had some technical issues that prevented us from starting when we were supposed to, so we missed one week. So then we did a session zero, and then the plan is we have done two of our three kind of gameplay sessions after session zero of character creation and expectation discussion and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, do you want to, do you want to give the story recap or do you want me to?
1: I mean, um, I can give it a run. Um, um, if you give me two seconds, I can get the names right too. Mm -hmm. Well, I can Um, help you with names of course. Okay. Um, So, um, so we started with a scene, um, with, uh, my character, Scaevola which is a sorcerer. So in my, what I ran, that also ties into what I ran because we didn't, ironically, it's kind of crazy that we had not, we didn't have one, but two sorcerers in the game I ran. And yet, um, in the core book, this is worth talking about. Here's a good lead into Here's some, here's some Conan for you that in the, in the core book, um, Sorcerers start with a, a patron, um, you know. So it's sword and sorcery, and uh, and it's uh, you know uh, low, low powered, but you know so it's uncommon and rare and dangerous. Uh, sorcery is um, so much in so much so in the sense that starting characters don't start with a spell; they start with a patron to get a spell. Um, which I think is super cool, but you have to be ready for that. You know, yeah. that I mean, how many spell casters don't want to start with a spell, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but I had so I had two of them because I'd never run it before and I didn't really know any better. I just, you know, I thought just play whatever you want, roll up something, whatever you want. And we ended up with two of them and I wouldn't do that again. I mean, I think I think it's rare enough that really it should only be probably with a party, should only have one one sorcerer. But in any case, I didn't, long story short, too late. I didn't. I didn't have any experience with sorcerers because they weren't casting any spells. So I decided to be a sorcerer. And Gav uh, is uh, Aqu- Aquilonian petty noble, um, protege of the king's, one of the king's counselors, who is a sorcerer by the name of uh, uh, Alexius Lengos, and uh, and so we started off with a scene of of him. Giving me some final testing to uh, to be released into the world, if you will, from the uh, cozy confines of the capital and his domain of the you know the powerful Alexius's domain. And uh, so we had a little showdown. He tried to cast some sorcery on me. I was able to cast it aside, if you will, and uh, withstand his um, withstand his powers. And so he deemed me uh, ready to uh, to take on a, a serious task which was to take his place on an Aquilonian expedition into the Pictish wilderness. So then we had a scene with um, Lucian, Steve's character Lucian, Lucian who, uh, what is Lucian's archetype?
0: Uh, I think he's uh, a... The, the one that starts with brigandine and has mm-hmm. a, a female uh, warrior with a crossbow on the picture i remember um, Is it in the it's... core hmm? core book in the core book mm. um but i don't he's a fighter um, He's yeah he's a he's a adventurer type
1: yeah and uh, so he had a scene with a powerful noble um, that is uh, close and uh, very loyal to the king. King uh, Leontes, Duke Aminius, uh, Aminius. Aminius. um, we had a scene with Duke Aminius and uh, Lucian. and Lucian is um w- probably you know only met him once or something like this. you know, pretty rare that those two would meet because Lucian is pretty common, and the Duke is pretty high. But uh, Duke was giving him specific instructions on this expedition. Um, and so we had a scene about that and then we had a scene with uh, um, Hector Hector, uh, Shay's character Hector had a scene who um was who his scene with?
0: Well that that turned out to be the kind of group scene because we were in um, Velitrium the fort and mm. we're having the kind of war council and all of you were sort of there for separate reasons Lucian mm-hmm. there as a, a member of Duke Alexi, uh, not Alexius, Aminius's party, and mm-hmm. you there as Alexius's stand-in, and Che as Hector there, um, f- because he was a, a sort of member of the the missionary force, the Mitran missionaries that they're bringing along with them, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and then he kind of. Spoke up in the war council and and uh, said his piece and and sort of changed the flow and that kind of threw your characters together.
1: Yep. <clears throat> so off we went on the expedition and uh, um it yeah it started at a I think we our first our first kind of uh, our first scene. In uh, On the border of the Pictish Wilderness, at least, I think was also on the border of Thunder River, which is a, a major border geographically, was in a uh, fortress, a border fortress town, or not even a town, fortress, fortress, border fortress of Aquilonia. And we had some scenes, kind of multiple scenes. I guess, we you know, one major scene or, you know, some offshoots of that uh, between the Duke and between all of us and between... Um, might've been some other NPCs minor minorly involved, but well, there's uh, a
0: fair bit of, of kind of within the, the party group talking cause Skivola got some advice from, from Hector and Lucian. Yes. Right.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and Skivola's kind of a, he's got an interesting character cause he is, um, he's young. I'm picturing him at 18 uh, he's from, he's a petty noble. He's always been, um, he comes from, um, a very, uh, an extremely disjointed origin, um, since he is the, uh, spawn of, uh, his mother and an unnatural entity, um, as, as the character generation revealed. Um, but <clears throat> then after that, he's a noble the whole time. So, and then he gets taken on by Alexius in the capital. So, so, you know, he's, he's only known comfort. Um, in his life and, uh, probably a little bit heady, a little bit proud, um, at least a little bit. And, uh, and, and now he's this rare, uh, well, always, you know, somewhat has been, but, um, you know, as a sorcerer, which is rare and, uh, and so, you know, puts him, puts him apart and yet he's, you know, young and, and extremely inexperienced and in this and thrown into this kind of, uh pool of intrigue, which is the expedition that he's, he's over his, he's way over his head as far as like being able to swim with the fishes with the Aquilonian fishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, um, you know, he's just kind of finding his way, uh, trying to act grown up when he's not, um, you know, he's got a powerful patron, but he's, you know, he's just not in that class. And, and, uh, so it's kind of fun. It's interesting. You know, yeah. it's an interesting character to uh, try to play. Um, uh, and you know, and he hasn't done any magic yet, which is on purpose. Um, you know, I I I, want, I thought to myself. So we just had our first combat today, of course, and I thought to myself, um, you know, it's an opportunity. You know, I could, I could like, you know, go in the back and, <laughs> you know, and uh, and get it on. But, um, you know, it just, I, it's, um, it's a good. I, I kind of like it that uh, that you know he that Scavola knows it's a big deal. You know, he's been trained. You know, you don't just you know this is going to be a pretty rare thing you know you're not in the middle of the marketplace and whip something up like this isn't this isn't how it goes you know that's not going to go well for you um you know this is a thing this is kind of a it's a big deal and even though now you're in the pictish wilderness and under attack you know it's 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 interesting is it it you know this definitely crosses the line as far as like when you might obviously might do it but he was he's he's probably going to be reticent I'm, that's that's what I decided. Well, and and your spell in particular is summon
0: a horror, right? Which adds a, an interesting dimension to, um, to that question, right? Because right, right. it's not there. There are some of those spells that could be sort of subtle, 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 and or um, not as like dark evil him. as summoning <laughs> up some sort of monster right right
1: yeah if he was if he was trying to watch visions in a cup you know, wouldn't yes. Be that big a deal. yes if he was doing
0: some sort of scrying or if he right. was uh even having the kind of uh the the sort of dream connection that some characters have um right that would be a lot a lot easier to hide and a lot less um if you're found out a lot less of a source of um concern because the the Mitran uh crusaders may not right be a big fan of of your particular sorcery so right we'll have to see assuming you cast something in session three and i
1: mean i i, I pretty, pretty much have to right because I, yeah. you know we're not we're not playing for a year here yep. <laughs> yeah so. i think
0: you i think you have to and i think you'll have some some good reason to to cast so
1: yeah no good that's um yeah uh, that, that was a good job by you too at the end um bringing that into the uh closing yeah closing so record. so
0: then yeah so that was mostly the discussion was last session and then today's session was basically one combat scene um four toughened picked uh headhunters versus the the three player characters um and that took a, a good chunk of the session um partly because nobody i mean you and i are pretty familiar with it but the other two guys aren't nearly as yeah. familiar with uh conan mm-hmm. um and then a return and a fair bit of kind of talky talky stuff about the the situation that this expedition finds itself in um including meetings with both duke ameneas and his uh striking warrior woman daughter um which was is kind of an interesting uh blend of things we'll we'll have to see what comes of their uh those characters in session three
1: but uh, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good mix
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a good and i i've been enjoying running it a lot um and i feel like the the guys are generally feeling positive about it at least Um, yeah i think so seems like everybody's had fun and they certainly said they've had fun and I, I always worry a little bit that people are kind of, you know, humoring me about when they play in my games, but I feel like, you know,
1: that okay. feeling's inevitable. I mean, that's yeah. one of those, uh, I wish there was a better feedback system and there's just yep. not, yep. especially yep. online. It only yes. gets worse, you know, yes. and asking for feedback is just rough. Like it's just, yeah. it's just hard to, uh, you know, I've tried it. It never goes it doesn't go that well in the sense of they like, oh that was terrible, but you know, they go, Oh, it was fine. You yeah. know, like you always get the yeah. like oh it was good, you
0: know. Get a lot of get a lot of some version of what is easy to interpret as good enough. Right, right. 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 Which is, is always a little Right. Yeah, that's complicated. Um, all right. So you are playing a sorcerer in Conan. Mm-hmm. And that led us to our Sorcery mm. discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we to give to give people a um, uh, an overview of this. Basically, part of what had happened was that um, our buddy Kevin Madison of Dungeon Musings ran a session of Conan um, on this past Saturday for a um, a charity game, um, and. There was some discussion in that game about how sorcery worked, and um, that got us talking about whether or not we thought that sorcery was done correctly in that game, and that turned into a whole um, a long kind of back-and-forth thing uh, over text and over audio on Discord, trying to figure out how to get sorcery to work in the way that we felt like it should work.
1: so, yeah, yeah, do it, you want to
0: do you want to give an account of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and it was. Um, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of Kevin's games these days. Like he runs a ton, yep. you know, like yep. so many, and uh, you know this one in particular, and they're all pretty similar now uh, by design, which I think has a lot of positives for the group and for him, and, and a lot and a lot of them. But but it's not like in uh, before COVID um i would watch sometimes because it's a game i didn't have much exposure to and i'm like oh they're playing so and so i'd really like to check that out well that that's not really happening hasn't been happening that much anymore because they're playing the same not game as all the much.
0: time it's it's mostly ADD second right now right
1: a little bit of ash and and uh and and ad second so when conan came up i was intrigued He's, he was running conan um and so it was really good. You know, I've been trying to bone up again cause I just run it, but you know, these things escape the mind. Conan's pretty crunchy. And so you kind of need to freshen up a little bit after months go by. So it was really cool that uh, I'd watch and I go, Oh yeah. You know, how do you handle that? I'm tr- you know, I couldn't remember like little stuff would come up and it'd be a good little quiz for me in a sense of like trying to remember how, how things are handled by the rules, um, which was helpful for me, uh, like a little quiz almost. Um, but uh um, what was your question? I, I've read it, uh, it was video. about um know?
0: sorcery. What was our what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our discussion hmm. basically hinged on trying to close read the sorcery rules to yeah. figure out um how essentially how how the momentum and difficulty of
1: sorcery work. Yeah, I mean, there's one big question I think um that uh that you and I were focused on. And uh, I'm I'm opening the core as we speak. Um, it's it's um, it's whether that uh, desired momentum spends should be baked into the difficulty on on all spells or just on a certain special type of casting called a test of consequences. Yes. So you know whether those whether those desired moment because because uh, you know it deserves to be said. Uh, for, for background, even for people that have played it, and especially for people that haven't, that there's you know, maybe I, I describe it usually as two and a half kinds of momentum spends. And the one we're talking about is a regular spend, which is after a successful test. So, after a successful test, you get to spend momentum typically to improve the success. Um, and that and that and uh, it's it's constrained by the amount of momentum that you have access to, of course. Well, you might.
0: So- if I can yeah. jump in, um, Get in there. for anybody who is not familiar with the way that the system works, um, you test by trying to attempt to roll under a combination of attribute and skill, rolling 20 sided dice. Um, you can roll, you start with two of them and can roll as many as five of them on any given roll. Successes beyond the necessary successes to succeed are turned into a, a narrative metacurrency called momentum which can be spent for a whole number of things. But what we're talking about is essentially spending momentum to increase effect. So for instance, in, in melee combat, you can spend momentum to add flat damage to your roll. Um yep. So if you roll five damage and you need six damage, you can just spend a momentum um, and do plus one damage and get that six damage with spells. Our question was essentially how does that actually work? Because with, casting for consequences, the way that it is written seems to make it clear that you are expected to decide what you are spending the momentum on, essentially, and then you make a more difficult test based on those greater effects.
1: Right. And if you... You, yep.
0: you kind of plan out your spell and then you make a test um, at a higher difficulty level, a higher required number of successes. And there are penalties associated with not um, reaching that difficulty.
1: Right. Yeah, you get, you know, it's so sorcery is uh, is built for, uh, supposed to be dangerous. And so on a regular sorcery cast, for every die, you're rolling a D- d20 dice pool. Then for every die that's not a success, uh, you get a complication in sorcery, which is a lot of complications because ordinarily it's only if you roll a twenty. Yep. So now it's every unsuccessful die, so that's a lot of die. That's a lot of potential complications. Well, and then test of consequences, um, uh, casting for consequences is 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 build as being even more dangerous, like a really terrible choice in a sense. Uh, whereas it's automatic success, so you build in all your desired, as as Arlen just explained, all your desired momentum spends and then come up with that significant target number and for every success you don't get you get a complication um so the so the question the problem is it's a little confusing in the wording it's not crystal clear um you could definitely make an argument that what we just said is the case meaning that regular spends the mo- the um that a regular cast rather the momentum spends are after the test that they're not baked in, but you could also make the case for the opposite um, that they're actually always baked into the difficulty. Uh, but, but that, that, as we discussed, that became very problematic because the test of consequences loses a lot of its pizzazz. If you're always doing that. Yeah. Um, and, and other, other things get wonky, like, you know, other, other benefits to casting are give the currency of momentum. And the problem with that is, is if you're baking, if you're baking all of the difficulty, all the momentum spins into the difficulty, then you no longer need momentum. You need successes or you're just going to plain fail. So it didn't really make sense. Like you're like, wait, you know, okay, that's great, but that's giving momentum. That doesn't help us. Like you're still failing all the time, even if you make all these sacrifices and have all these acolytes and, you know, they're preventing, they're providing too many, too much momentum and not nearly enough success. It doesn't feel like it's making sense and uh and so so that's where we were and then i i deep dived on the conan modifius forum and uh came away with the definite strong impression that the intention um <clears throat> the intention from the boards and from the devs from modifius developers that would be on there they would refer to this uh fact which it's a little strange way to go for Modifius. It's fine. It actually works okay. It just would been a little cleaner. I think that's the right word to use if they'd just done their own fact, but they used a uh, super fans. There's a Conan guy that I knew who he was actually from, from G plus. Um, he's a big Conan super fan named, uh, David Thomas. And, uh, and so he did these two facts that Modifius now uses as basically unofficial official. Um, and they'll refer you to them. Um, so I came away from everyone from what everyone posted, and no one no one's really suggesting on there from what I saw to bake desired momentum spends into all difficulties that you only do it on the test of consequences. And the fact's pretty clear that that's that you do not do that. Um that the that the devs steer everyone towards. So and 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 all the supplements start making more sense then. Like so getting yeah. all sorts of momentum bonuses makes sense if if they're not baked in because you 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 clear that lower success hurdle and then it's up to you to spend enough momentum to get the effect you want then those the boat the big doses of bonus momentum make a lot more sense
0: absolutely um at the same time so maybe we should go over some of the the specific close reading that we did because that was part of the the question um so the if you're following along at home you can look at pages 170 and 171 of the Conan um, Adventures in an Age Undreamed Of core book, um, that has the section Casting a Spell and Consequences, and those were sort of the two core things that we looked at, The um, a couple of paragraphs there. And I think in particular one of our um, questions was based on, for instance, one sentence, most spells have a difficulty equal to the scope of the effect, and a momentum spend opportunity is be- built into all spells. Mm-hmm. And our question had to do with, does that mean that the spells, a-, a higher effect spell, essentially a spell with momentum spent on it, is supposed to have a higher difficulty associated with casting it, mm-hmm. or does that mean that you are supposed to be able to cast the spell and then spend momentum or an added effect on top of that, the way that you do everything else. Yep. Um, and that that was a big part of our question. There was also the question about there's another another sentence in consequences. Um, the player makes the skill test as normal, adding up successes against the difficulty and momentum spins of the spell being cast.
1: That one that one got me, man. That, that one, yes. <laughs> that that, one, that one
0: is is just terrible for trying to figure out which way it's supposed to go
1: you know and it's entirely possible of course uh that you know you'll have listeners that go i was never puzzled by that (laughs) yes
0: there are probably people who were were never puzzled by that There are probably people who who skimmed through the section and just thought oh this is the way it works and we're not confused the way we were trying to close read it Right, um, but uh, there were there were some other stuff. One of the things I remember talking about was the idea that all of the lists of spells talk about um, difficulty of like D something, generally D one or higher. Yep. Yeah. And the question of does that mean that only if when casting for consequences? Because it's pretty clear that when casting for consequences, you roll against a higher difficulty. Right. And the question is essentially. Do you roll against that higher difficulty in all situations, or just when casting for consequences? Yep. And, no, I know.
1: Um, and was- and
0: yeah. yeah, what what does that or higher actually mean in that situation? Then. Um, yep.
1: Well, the combination that really got me too. So it was basically, <clears throat> it was basically that sentence that we just read that uh, uh, off one the bottom of one seventy yep. that said, you know, as normal. Oh, that those two words killed me as, as normal. normal. Yeah. That just got me combined with on page 186. Uh Might's uh darkest assassin is is providing an example of of the spell that my character has. So my character Sc- uh, Scavola has the summon a horse spell, and in that description on page 186, it provides an example. Of of the um, versatility, so uh, Conan's sorcery is very versatile. You have very few spells, but those spells are versatile, and so this it's providing you an example of how to put together some different momentum spends, which are provided on the table above on page one eighty six, and combined for you as an example, uh, Knight's Darkest Assassin in the bottom left, and the difficulty listed right there. Is showing difficulties with momentum spends built in, and oh, mm-hmm. I mean, that just killed me. Like, why are you showing if, if you know, if that's only done with tests of consequences, why are you showing it as a basic example? Like, you're killing me, man. You're just killing me. When I saw that, I mean, I went into true believer mode of oh my gosh, they're all built in, all your momentum spends are built in to all spell difficulties. Like, I flipped right there, I went. There's no way they're showing in that basic example a test of consequences and i I, I lost you know I'm, I'm I was all in at that point well, and I,
0: personally, I think I'm still kind of in that direction, at least with the core book. I think yeah. that the core book was written with that in mind and some of the other books, and especially later on that it was um we we had a discussion on the discord actually about some kind of eroded things that had gone back one direction and then the other, apparently, mm-hmm. um, and uh, specifically uh, related to Momentum Spins. And I came up with a theory that this was related specifically to the way that spellcasting works. Mm-hmm. And um, I I kind of suspect... Obviously, I don't work for Modiphius. I don't know what happened with the way that this product was put together or anything like that. I kind of mm-hmm. suspect it was designed with one um sort of vision for sorcery Mm -hmm. and that the next wave of people involved in the project um were also confused by that vision and that it has kind of fallen onto the community to decide how they want to run it and that um the community seems to have decided uh how to interpret or how they think you should interpret those, um, those tricky, tricky lines of text.
1: Um, Cause I can even, I, I, don't think I can find it on short notice. I was, I was making a minor effort, but there's even, I give you an, there's another example to be given, um, in the movement, in the movement area that, um, <clears throat> oh, 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 it's, um, sorry, it's not movement. It's that, um, the intention, was to have that you cannot take more than one type of free action in the same turn. Mm-hmm. And that's in there under free actions. Yes. So that's clear and that's good. However, they've got this orphan sentence just prior to that, in the it's it's in the action section. Um, that's a prelude to the different types of actions. So, uh, just prior to free actions, I think it is, it's in that section. It's at the end of a, um, it's at the, and I was going to bring it to your attention at some yeah, point. Is when it I,
0: Doesn't it say as many free actions as seems reasonable or
1: something like um, that? Um, it is, uh, it is, um, right before um, right before, like, I think it's probably right before free actions. It's, it's not, it's, I can't find it right this second, but Oh, wait, 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 here it is. Here it is. Probably. Um, it, it basically is this orphan sentence that says you cannot take the same action twice, but it's not in a section. So I said, Oh wow. Like, so wait, how does that work? I mean, what if I do an attack and then spend for a swift action and want to attack a second time i can't do that like oh wow that's huge like you know that's a big deal and it's kind of a big deal for this one sentence um and so i contact. you know it was enough it was perplexing enough where i contacted them and he goes yeah i don't know what that's doing there Yeah. <laughs> he just said ignore it yep. he said ignore it and um okay okay cool because it makes a lot more sense without that sentence you know yep. i'm like and anytime you run into that one sentence, that unsupported sentence, you're like, Don't, what's that doing there? Wait, what? You know. Well,
0: and and to be clear, we are talking about a almost four hundred and fifty page rule book. So True. it True. is it there's a lot of stuff in in Modifius' Conan two D twenty book. Um unsurprising that the editors may not have had quite the uh, the time to comb through it. Although it would be interesting, I wonder, I know that Modificia had a huge Kickstarter for this game and for all of the um, other stuff. I wonder if there is any intention of creating a revised version of the Conan 2D20 core book, since that was obviously the first thing to come mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um Seems like they could probably try to make a revised version that clarifies some of these things and clarifies some of the questions on the forums. um, But that would still be compatible with all these source books that they put out. But I, I have no idea if that is a.
1: Yeah. I'd have to, I mean, I think I would, I would welcome it, but they haven't even put out an errata. So I'm going to go no. I got. A yeah, no I would guess
0: no. I would hope yes. I guess that's the way I would say it.
1: Yeah. So I found the sentence. It's at the bottom of page 107, the bottom of the left column of page 107. Bottom
0: of page 107.
1: All right. Last sentence on the left column. Last sentence on the left
0: column of 107. A character cannot perform the same type of action more than once in each turn.
1: Man, that got me, you know, and I'm like, yep. really? And I'm yep. like, so... So I can't do two attacks. I can't use my swift action. I can't spend a fortune point for a second for a second action and attack. Oh man, that totally seems
0: like it. It seems like it's designed that you can spend a fortune point to make that right. big second attack. That's Absolutely. what they expect.
1: Absolutely, but
0: that sentence, yeah, that is,
1: and it's just hanging out there. You know, that it's is... like it's not really. It's just you know, <laughs> it like ends yep. the section of like, wait, what? Don't end it there. What yep. are you doing? You
0: know? Yep. What? Well, and that is, that is Modiphius, if you're listening, please make a revised edition that the editors go over. And you don't even need to include the bestiary and the world stuff and all that sort of stuff. Just assume we have the source books. Only give us rules stuff and use the space to provide a whole bunch of play examples. Because that's something that this book could really use. Um, there are a couple of play examples, but really, it um, I think as complicated as this game is... Um, it would make sense to have you know one example of pretty much everything that they describe being used in play in text yep. that would be that would be really nice
1: yep yep I mean <clears throat> as long as we're doing a I, I would you know I would hesitate to put anyone to sleep with these different rules areas but as since we're discussing it the other one that I've already talked with you about Arlen is um is the standard action called ready yep. so the standard action ready which is pretty key it's not you know it's not. You know, maybe it's not absolute first tier type rule, but it's second tier because it's any time that, you know, you're waiting on something to happen. You're waiting for the bad guy to come through the door um, to take your swing or else you just don't have a way to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. because you have to go in order. Um, And there's a there's a sentence in there. Is it two sentences? There's a sentence or two in there. That drove me crazy that I saw it and I went, Oh wow, that's kind of wonky. Like that's huh, okay. That's kind of overly complicated, but I'll run with it. So it's on page 16. 16. 16. and it's the it's at the it's the end of the first paragraph, starting with because. Um, and it's it 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 basically says if you want to wait, um and and wait for a, a, a declared trigger to take an action, you know, after you go, after someone else does something else. Um, you have to you have to spend momentum or fortune um and a, and maybe even additional difficulty steps will be involved. Like I'm like, what? like this is crazy. This one sentence is just loading this subs this subsystem on onto the GM. It just seemed weird, and I couldn't make hide you know heads or tail of it again. and so I contacted them and he's like, yeah, don't worry about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just said look he goes this is all and he just he just said you know he was very helpful he just he had no idea what that was all about basically yep. he said and, you don't need all of that you and know, you who just... knows
0: um there were there are a bunch of writers on this game as big as yeah. it is so yeah. who knows and a number of people designing it and it um also worth mentioning that um the modifius 2d20 system seems to have evolved a lot over the course of its existence mm. that mm-hmm. um The way that um, John Carter and Star Trek Adventures and Dishonored and um, that one that they're playtesting that I don't know if we're allowed to name it or not, but everybody knows what it is. Um,
1: I mean, I'm not involved, so I think we can name all we want. I think Um, think
0: we can name it, probably. Modiphius is playtesting uh, Dune, um, and they're they're in the process of putting together a, a 2D20 version of Dune. Versus the. Um, I take it
1: back. I guess I am involved. I won't talk about it. I I, okay. I was thinking you were going to say. Um, um, I, you're right. First of all, you're right. Um, second of all, I was I was thinking. You know, the one that it came out. It was supposed to come out so long ago, and I swear. You correct me if you know any differently, but I don't think it's out. Is Cthulhu 2d20? So yeah, they, there they was. was
0: uh, Acton Cthulhu was supposed to come out as 2d20, and there was like a a playtesting period for it. Even I think, and right. I
1: haven't heard anything about it. Right. And I didn't do that one. I wanted to do it and I didn't end up doing it. And that's what I was thinking. Dune. Um, I actually did sign up with a group of a guy that may run it. Um, We'll see if yeah, it actually happens, but I feel like I don't, I don't really know anything about the game because I haven't really done anything with it, but I am, I am in a group. So I suppose I'm yeah. beholden to not. Uh, so my, I my
0: understanding yeah. as somebody, well, let's not talk about it. Let's, let's just say, let's just say that it is clear from the other games that have been published um, yeah. versus, yeah. like, Mutant Chronicles 3rd Edition and Infinity, and to some degree, Conan 2D20, that there is a real direction to the evolution of the 2D20 system. Yeah. Um, that it has become more narrativist, it has become more streamlined in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, Conan has, what is it, seven attributes and uh, at least two skills per attribute. Yeah. Um, Yes. and you use a combination of attribute and skill to determine your um, success chance on the 2D20s versus John Carter, where it has, I think it only has six attributes, and you build every role just using two attributes. You just combine two of them, yep, um, and that gets you your your chance of success.
1: Yep. No, you know, so, you're right. Um, they seem to be going that direction. I mean, Infinity, Infinity and Conan uh, anchoring the uh, first and most complex... Uh, iterations of the 2D20 system and uh, and it seems to be going in a straight line um, yep. too because uh, yep. Star Trek is 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 definitely streamlined but but definitely more crunchy I mean uh, well when I say definitely I mean seeming I haven't played John Carter but seemingly more crunchy than John Carter and um, and yeah John Carter and now Dishonored so yeah as yep. you say like it's in it seems like it's a definite direct direction of uh, less crunchy
0: yeah it feels like less crunchy more kind of um narrative hand waviness mm-hmm, or more, mm-hmm. more in the lines of this kind of narrativist style of play um yeah
1: no, i'm curious to see what 2d20 uh cthulhu is cthulhu 2d20 yeah. I'm curious because i haven't been able yep. to pin yep. that down yet and i'm I curious would... about dune which i don't know if well, really you have you uh,
0: played or even read the the other Acton cthulhu stuff
1: um, well, you're talking about the ones that are Call of Cthulhu or Savage Worlds. Those Call of two- Cthulhu or Savage Worlds, and it's World War II horror. I, I've, I mean, um, I have some of them, and I'm attracted to them. I think they look great. Modiphius has done some great stuff with it. They look attractive. They look fun. Yeah. Um, and I've never really done anything with them. Um, and then when they said, we're going to do 2d 20 with it, I was kind of attracted to that because I'm already attracted to Conan. Yep. And I thought, Oh, that'd be cool. Like I've got a lot of horror stuff and I really enjoy horror. And so I thought that'd be cool. I wouldn't mind a little project of running some of this horror material I have with Cthulhu 2d 20 let's, you know, but it never kind of came out. I don't think it came out.
0: Yeah. I don't, I am, I'm 90% sure that it did not come out and that it, was in a fairly developed state at one yes. point. Yeah. Um so I don't know. Maybe maybe they went back to the drawing board with it because they decided they mm. needed to uh make it simpler after yeah. because that's maybe. what's been happening with the other ones or who knows. Obviously it's kind of a crazy time for all the True. game companies and everybody but I mean, else. But
1: I thought know. it was supposed to be out last year.
0: Like this yes. precedes yeah, any I kind of COVID craziness. Yeah, I thought it was was supposed to be out uh, early, and I'm in the same boat. I have some of I have, I think pretty much every. I think I bought the big PDF bundle for Act Cthulhu, but I have a couple of things in print for it. Um, and yeah, attractive books. It's a neat neat thing. I think it'd be it fun to yeah. to play, but um, and I would like to see a 2d20 version of it. I think that would yeah, be a it's... lot of fun.
1: Yep, a lot of bad German accents going on.
0: A lot of bad, <laughs> lots of bad accents, not just German ones. Yeah,
1: right, right, <laughs> yeah. A bad accent potpourri.
0: Um. All right. So, I told I told Sean about forty minutes, and we're sitting at almost fifty-seven. So, um, you know, when you
1: said forty, that seemed optimistic to that, me. Anyway, that does but... <laughs> that does seem a little optimistic, but it's okay. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anything. Is there something else that we should talk about before um, we wrap up?
1: I would just say, you know, to conclude our um, Conan rules. So, so to give everyone kind of the final chapter, as far as it's so far written, you know, we're we're going to pretty much go with what we believe is the intention, right? You know, we're going to try for the um, momentum spends after the fact, like any other regular spending Conan. Um, uh, I don't, did you, you were, you, you were interested in the, in the four momentum, cap. Right? Yeah,
0: I so what I one of the house rules that I suggested that is not clear in um, Conan Two D Twenty. It is very clear. It is very explicitly called out that the highest level of any difficulty is a difficulty five. You need five successes for something, and so with a um, casting for consequences, that would be a difficulty one spell plus four momentum spent for effect spins on it. So what I said as a house rule is, well, I think for all casting, the way it should work is that we're going to cast like normal and then spend momentum, but you can only spend up to that same level, up to essentially the equivalent of a difficulty 5 cast for consequences spell. And that creates a kind of hard limit on what you can do with sorcery. And it creates an interesting, because one of the kind of fun things about the sorcery is that, you know, there's always something cool to spend that momentum on right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you have to make those hard choices about like well do i want do i want a little bit more of one thing versus a little bit more of something else in my kind of limited resource moment of of putting together this spell
1: they've done a good job with that i mean yeah. and i think I, I don't i really like i said i <clears throat> previously i only have I have very limited exposure so far to sorcery only what we've talked about tonight um, I didn't have it in when I ran before and so I don't have a lot of experience or exposure with the other spells so I've kind of deep dived on this one and don't know too much about the others I've read through them um, but I, you know in months times past yep. but I will say in the in summon of horror they've done a really nice job of uh, of making you crave, you know these momentum spends of of if you wanted to operate outside your presence, if you wanted to operate more than just for a very short period of time, and if you wanted to go away, which I really yeah. like. When I saw yes. that one, I'm like, "Oh, that's so good!" You know, because you're yep. gonna if you know you're gonna be doing other things. You're like, "I, I can't afford that." Yeah, yeah I can't we're afford just
0: <laughs> to banish the horror when it's done. So <laughs> which it's going to awesome. be a fire and forget that I hope doesn't bite right. me in the ass type thing. We gotta
1: go, guys. We've gotta go. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know? absolutely so, uh, and that that i think it's it 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 really does a good job of um creating those sort of interesting choices and so so that's the sort of house rule that we're playing with is uh essentially a hard limit on how much momentum you can actually spend unlike other um other skill tests where you can spend as much momentum as you have available um sorcery we're going to put that limit in um which is not... I and mean, Who knows whether that was part of the designer's intention or not um, or anything like that. Um, part of that had to do with... So, um, for those of you who do not know the system as well as, as Sean and I do, um, the GM, the Game Master, has a resource that works sort of like Momentum, but for Game Master characters called Doom. And you build up Doom, this narrative metacurrency over the course of The session and one of the things i was concerned about is the possibility that a um with unlimited momentum spins treating that the same way for npc spellcasters hypothetically an npc spellcaster could you know cast summon a horror and then spend 10 doom on making a a kind of ridiculously overpowered monster essentially that the pcs would have no hope of dealing with because it's too much um, and we, we sort of talked about that with our I, I had another kind of house rule idea for changing up spell casting to allow you to cast a more powerful spell over the course of multiple turns. Um, and we, we, we don't need to get into the, the details of that, but um, we both decided that it was it was not really the way that the game was meant to be played
1: and we um, haven't even talked about uh it, it's a it's a it's a deep rabbit hole but book of skellos is of Skelos the acts, is the game's yeah. magic supplement and it's it's very good like i think if you're going to have magic at all in conan you've got to have skellos um it gives for multiple reasons um but it goes into really heart part and parcel of what we're talking about here which yep. is um bonuses to momentum for sorcerers how do they get it to cast really big spells yep. and and it's right there you know it 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 does that it does that through um acolytes in essence uh followers it does that through yep. followers and it does that through sacrifices yep um so it's cool you know it's got it's got some got some grist right there for you if yeah. anyone's curious yeah
0: skellos is a great book um if you're going to play with sorcerers Get yep. Skellos. Honestly, all of the books are all the books have good stuff in them, and especially yeah, if you're yeah, interested yeah. in the world, I think they've done a really good job of. Um, you know, Robert E. Howard wrote basically just the Hyborian Age, the, the essay, and then the the short stories. Um, so there's a lot to flesh out, but I think they've done a really good job of blending the Howardian with their material to create a world that feels feels very Howard while also having the kind of detail that you would need if you wanted to just open up a book and have like a gazetteer or something like that, right? Howard didn't write gazetteers for any of the kingdoms in Iboria and attempts to do so in previous games have been, uh, shall we say, mixed at best, I think? Mm-hmm. Fair to say? Mm-hmm. Um, and Modifius yeah. has done a good job of that, yeah, so yeah definitely no, I, agree. I think i think we agree that um the books are good and the game is fun it's just got some of these sort of
1: questions yeah. about it there's that, some quirks i mean i think you make a you made a valid point that um you know a game this crunchy um i think some of this is expected uh you know there's going to be a few quirks that they just didn't quite get you know And, and once you cross the threshold and you figure, you know, you flesh this out and, and you know what, Arlen and I will have, I think a significantly, you know, a little bit better position after we've gone through, for example, some sorcery scenes, um, and go, okay, ah, you know, get a little, get a little something, something. And even more so after a campaign, if you ran a full campaign, you'd have some good opinions on it, you know, from some experience at the table, um, So, yeah, it's a good game. I mean, you know, it's a lot of fun. You should definitely try it.
0: Well, and honestly, similar to when I first read um, Pathfinder's Attack of Opportunity rules, I thought that five-foot steps would trigger um, attacks of opportunity because it says that the five-foot step action does not trigger an attack of opportunity, but any movement away from the square does. And Mm. so I thought what that meant is, okay, so unlike shooting a bow or something like that, the action itself doesn't trigger that attack of opportunity but because you are moving as your action that that would Mm. and that's not how anybody plays right nobody plays (laughs) with five foot steps triggering attacks of opportunity and that's one of the sort of core things with the way that most of the pathfinder stuff seems to be written but it was it was unclear to me and i bring that example up because that is a another very crunchy game where I think if you do not have the benefit of the kind of accumulated wisdom of the community, it can be easy to, um, yep. Not, not interpret things the way the designers intended. Um, and, and to me, I actually, I, like I said, I'm sort of still on the fence about what the designers of the core book actually intended. I kind of think that they didn't expect sorcery to be, I think that at least one of the people working on it expected sorcery to be difficulty baked into um mm. the the role instead of spending momentum after the fact but um Could we we agreed that the way to play it is the way that the community has been playing it and that seemed since yeah. Sean is the only sorcerer it seemed fair to ask him how he thought <laughs> yeah. that the yeah. the game ought to be played um
1: Well and the devs you know at least the, current, the you know the the you know the devs are are pretty clear about that uh yep. using this fact Um, And and along your, which you just, uh, I will say that um, another, so Warhammer Fantasy 4th Edition, as I mentioned to you, Arlen, I was deep diving on that recently, and that put Conan in perspective for me, because I found Warhammer Fantasy 4th. Uh, far more complex with a lot Mm -hmm. more quite a lot a lot more questions than conan and so i'm you know it gave me a fresh perspective that conan's just fine you know after uh after looking at a game with a lot more questions well there's
0: there's also an element of um we mentioned uh, our buddy kevin madison of dungeon musings um he runs games very fast and loose with the rules generally um And we had a great session with Conan playing it fast and loose with the rules um, with a couple of things that we went back and said, hey, this is this is not actually what the rules specifically call out that we played it differently. And it played just fine. We had a great um, Howardian sword and sorcery tale in in that game without um, necessarily playing everything as the devs intended. So um, it is not by any means game breaking. um, Yeah. Totally, so it's uh, I think we we are in agreement that it's a. It's definitely a fun game. I, yep. I assume you wouldn't have come back and played it with me after running it if you didn't think it was a fun game.
1: No, absolutely. In fact, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's it'd be on my short list of games, of of to play. You know, everyone's yeah. got. Or I mean, probably uh, has a short list of games like, oh man, I want to play this, this, this. or you know, more more likely, I want to run this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. and uh, Conan for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Something, you know, and something different that I already did. So more interaction, some, probably something with investigation to bring in some other aspects of Conan. Um, no, no question. I mean, I plan on, you know, playing it and running it in the future.
0: Cool. Excellent. All right. Um, well, now that it's been over an hour, uh, seems like we should probably wrap up. Uh, Sean, is there anything you want to, um, share with the very limited audience that i have um, (laughs) anything you want to to pimp or to to bring people's attention to or
1: man i I wish i really
0: do a podcast or anything like Mm -hmm. that to to share so i wish i had a
1: book to sell i'd hawk it for sure but i don't um yeah i can't guide to gming (laughs) i know i need to start running something so i at least hawk a game once in a while um yeah, I don't uh I don't have anything. Just good to be uh you know, good to be in the mix. Um it's fun to have. I've got a lot of gaming going on and uh grateful for that, but uh yeah, I do I need to run something for sure. Yeah. So, that's all I got. Yeah. yeah. Good to be with you, Arlen.
0: All right. Yeah, it was great. Um lots of fun. Um for those of you listening at home, if you're listening on Anchor, you can send me a voice message and I will play it on the show. I will respond to you and all that sort of stuff. If you're listening on YouTube, um, you can leave a comment and I'll reply to you. And um, I have so few subscribers that it's really easy to get me to make a video just for you if you leave a comment asking about like you know a rules clarification or something like that. Um, I can probably do that. Um, that's probably all the place it's gonna go to. If you want to get in contact with me, I am uh, at Cows from Powis on Twitter. I am uh, live from Pelham's Wasteland on Anchor and YouTube, obviously. Anchor.fm slash Pelham's Wasteland and YouTube. You'll have to search it because it's a random character string for the channel because it's uh, too small to get a, a special name. Um... What else? I'm also on a bunch of different discords. Um, Odds are pretty good if you're listening to this that you're on at least one of them um, in which case you can get in contact with me that way too. Um, I think that is everything so I will just leave it at um, I've been Arlen Walker and I have been live from Pelham Wasteland and I will see you next time. Take care everybody.